0: From Newstalkzb.co.nz, it's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with BNZ. One, two, three. G'day there, and welcome to the rewrap for Tuesday. All the best bits from the Mike Hosking Breakfast on Newstalk ZB in a Cilia package, I and Glenn ZB, and this morning, uh, the, the milk loan. Uh, this is something that Mike seems to know about, but I don't really know anything about. Do you? Uh, somebody who knows a lot about working at Tesla comes onto the show and then uh, apparently science sucks, we have, we all hate it, and nobody wants to do it anymore. Uh, but before any of that, the petrol price inquiry, uh, is anything going to come of it?
1: What's a reasonable margin, for goodness sake, and who decides? And having decided it, uh, does it apply to everything? But say they find margins are too high, what are they going to do? Regulate? Are you seriously telling me the government will regulate petrol? No. No, they won't, because the precedent that would set would be a disaster for a government that would start to look like Chavez or Maduro or any of the other nutters that have run their countries into the ground through overregulation. All of this came about when petrol was $2.40, if not more, a litre. Now it's not, not even close, and the AA this week says it's probably going to be below two bucks by Christmas. So are we still being fleeced? What's happened? Well, the price of oil has dropped. That's what's happened. And the dollar's strengthened. That's what's happened. And they are but two of a series of reasonably complex interactions that go into the price of a litre of petrol on any given day. Now, it is not all one-way traffic, of course. I mean, do petrol companies charge more where they feel they can get away with it? Of course they do. Do they discount to upend local markets and put pressure on other players? Yes. Uh, do they do specials designed to undercut? Yes. But none of that is new or predatory or illegal or unethical or anything other than business. The sort of business just about every other business in a competitive marketplace does as well. So back to the inquiry are they going to regulate the petrol market? No. Is there a scandal here? No. Are we on the verge of wasting our time for politically expedient reasons? What do you think?
0: So it's a bit hard to get a straight answer out of people. Uh, when you ask them about what's going to happen with all this, except except the Deputy Prime Minister, uh, who was standing in because the actual Prime Minister was too busy hanging around with a Korean guy.
1: Are we being fleeced on petrol? Yes. So you already know that? Yes, I do. So the but Commerce Commission will confirm that?
2: Well, if you look at the margins that were being charged eight years ago and what must have been charged now, they're up dramatically. What's the excuse?
1: So There is no. If they find this, what are you going to do
2: about it? We're going to do one of two things. See whether they can uh, understand sweet reason and play the game or pass a law to ensure they can't go on fleecing the New Zealand customers. But, you know, I I could be diplomatic about it, but the reality is if you look where they were eight, ten years ago in terms of their margins and look where they are now, it is inexplicable. But pass a law to say what? To say you're going to stop ripping New Zealanders off. Well, you can't
1: pass a law that says that. You'd have to regulate the margin. What would the margin? What What do you think a reasonable margin is? And will you dictate that to them?
2: Well, well, well First of all, if you aren't prepared to pass a law, then everything else is. Uh, the, 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 the. Your commitments aren't worth the air they pass on. You have to have the preparedness to make a stand in the interests of the consumer. Oh, yeah, And we, and we hope that they see common sense. But what? But what's a fair margin? Oh, well, look, I kinda want to give you the details of there, but I, n- I never thought it was fair 10 years ago. OK, so if, it's, that. If, if, if whatever
1: it is isn't fair, what other industries are you going to pass law on where the margins are too big?
2: Oh, now, thank you for asking that question. You see, I've got a record of actually being the Deputy Prime Minister and Treasurer of this country and promised a full-scale inquiry into telecoms charges and ripping the new illness off, and I lost my job.
1: Okay. So yep. hang on, I'm, just, I'm, I'm noting this no. down. So petrol's fleecing us, telecom's ripping us off. Who else is... is, is... No, no, no,
2: I'm, I'm just giving you an historic example where the charging regime was just massive, and you know that, and in the end, Theresa Gatting admitted it. Mm-hmm. She said so publicly. Well, after so Meanwhile, your National Party mates and, and the ACT Party couldn't wait to defend these uh, highway robbers. Now, mm-hmm. let's go back to banking. Offshore in Australia, there's a major inquiry going on to all aspects of banking, and we're asked to believe that in New Zealand, the same children of this offshore Aussie parent aren't acting like Ned Kelly, but no, here they're as pure as a driven snow. It's time for us to look at these matters with eyes wide open.
1: Okay. What about menswear? Menswear has a markup of about 100%. Is that policing
2: us? Uh, well yes I think it is actually Because right. frankly a lot
0: That's of it's weird. rubbish as you know. It's funny isn't it, some things in life seem so cheap And some things so expensive For what they are um, and So I got a new uh, mailbox For my birthday I know that seems like an unusual present But I really wanted one because the one we had sucked uh, But when I was looking at them To replace it, jeez they were expensive and I thought it's just a box With a door Should have made my own I suppose Uh, Now, the the milk loan thing, all part of the regional development. Speaking of
1: Winston Peters. Now, the upside of the loan is you get it back, presumably with interest. But we'll get back to that bit in just a moment. But you get it back... And you can then reinvest it, presumably like you will when the hundreds of millions they put into the tree planting comes back their way when the trees grow, get cut down and sold. Or indeed through the taxes, from the jobs the tree planting creates. But the loan aspect is new and raises, I would have thought, a very obvious question. Why does a going concern need a government loan? What happened to the banks? And if the banks were a problem, why? And is it the government's role to fill the gap to a potential risky borrower? Then we get to the interest rate. Is it cheaper than the market rate, and if so, why? And if it's good enough for one West Coast business, why not any business who wants money to expand? The provincial fund is potentially a brilliant idea, as I've said many times, but the concern is so far A, it looks more like a tree-planting exercise, given that's where the bulk of the money has gone, B, looks like a subsidy, a handout, to the likes of New Zealand Rail, who are already subsidised by the taxpayer to the tune of millions every year, and now C, a last resort loan scheme, potentially with the inherent pitfalls in terms of payback. Handing out money always looks good, looks fun, sounds upbeat, has a lot of happy recipients, but what gap is it actually filling that the market didn't, couldn't or wouldn't? Given its 3000000000 billion we're talking about, how much of it is ever coming back versus going down a hole?
0: Although, if you pour enough of it down a hole, does it not fill that gap? Great dad joke, Glenn ZB. Licence to tell dad jokes, two licences. We've got uh, a guy who's worked at Tesla. He's got a book out. And what's more, it sounds like he's a New Zealander. Uh, Mike asked him all about Elon this morning. Is he mad? Depends
1: on your definition of that. I think he's asked himself that question many times. Uh, Probably on a certifiable level, he's just on the right side of not quite being mad. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about the business of, you know, this year alone, the smoking of the dope, uh, the Twitter saying, I'm taking it private when he wasn't. I mean, when you're working in the company and he does that stuff, does that undermine people? Does it frustrate people or do people just go, oh, that's old Elon again? I've talked to some of my friends who who work at Tesla still and it is largely the, oh, it's Elon again. It does put some pressure on them, especially especially when it comes to family dinner time conversations. But really, Elon's been like this for a, as long as he's been working with Tesla. And what's just happened is that this kind of the circus has moved into a bigger tent. And now a lot more people are paying attention. And so, uh, yeah, I think some of the scrutiny means he gets in a little bit more trouble but I don't expect he's going to change. He's he's always been like this.
0: You know, I always think the Hosk is pretty judgy about how mad Elon is, given how mad the Hosk is. Takes one to know one, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to uh, finish up here... Uh, trying to find out how come nobody wants to do science anymore.
1: Can you make something interesting that for some people simply isn't? Is it it the way it's being taught? Or if you don't like it, you just don't like it? You ask any 10-year-old and ask them if they like science, and I can guarantee you they'll say they love science. So it can be done in other words oh yeah, So you don't lose the magic, you get them young And you keep the magic as opposed to losing the magic Exactly Do we need more Bunsen burners? No, no, no You don't want Bunsen 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 burners in primary schools They've got carpet on the floor Well that's (laughs) your problem, you see, what you're doing is you're killing the joy If you don't give me a flame and a Bunsen burner (laughs) And a bit of gas, that's where the joy is uh, no, you don't have guests in primary schools. It's not going to oh. work. Well, what we do is we actually get science resources into primary schools through a, a not-for-profit called the House of Science, and um, teachers are, are empowered to deliver really cool hands-on science lessons without a bunch of burner insight. OK, Chris, nice to talk to you. Chris Duggan. See how crazy I was at school. I was the sort of kid you wanted to put in the corner.
0: Yes, I heard uh, Mike on air with Kate Hawksby this morning talking about how when he was uh, at school, he negotiated with his physics teacher to be able to work on his other subjects because he wasn't interested in science during science jeez um, must have been a pain in the ass having him as your student almost as bad as having me I boycotted calculus because the teacher said something about Sylvester Stallone's mother uh, As for, for I did physics as well because I enjoyed watching the teacher um, hit himself in the head when demonstrating satellite motion that sort of thing that was always entertaining I'm sure I learned some valuable lessons out of that I am Glenn ZB uh, that was the rewrap Tuesday we'll see you back here again uh, with more uh, slapstick science stuff tomorrow might, might not might though